Whew. Grace Thursday. This is like the big hump day for us. The plan kind of starts to build up a little bit. How are we doing? What do we got? Oh, yeah. Yeah, excited. We got some cool stuff coming on third down. So. Can you learn about the, this team that you got to see for 60 minutes of the game on, on Sunday? Yeah, I, you know, I was just excited to be able to play with our full first group, you know, and really get those valuable reps. A two minute before the half, um, finishing the game in four minute. So, you know, those situations, you don't all the time get a two minute situation in a game. You don't all, always get a four minute situation. So that was good teachable stuff on film. Um, and I think for me, it was, it was really good to just feel the guys on the sideline. And the biggest comment I'll make is like, this feels like a winning team. You know, and this is, again, I said it before, but like there's a championship in the rearview mirrors. There's a lot of guys who were on that team. There was no panic early on, even with the slow start. The guys were just calm. They were like, okay, let's fix some stuff. Let's sit down, keep working. And then we just went on to the next drive, and it kind of stayed like that for a while um, as we figured things out. Yeah. Defensive coordinators can yeah. throw a lot at you. Yeah. Um, you didn't get off to the fastest of starts. Yeah. So for you, as a play caller, you know, at one point, I think Baker's 3 of 11 for 12 yards. What, yeah. What's going on in your head up there? I'm looking at the call sheet like, whose plays are these? These <laughs> suck. Man. So, did somebody switch my call sheet up? No. I, I, uh, for me, it was like, uh, it was really cool for me just to go against a guy like Brian Flores, um, his reputation. He made it hard. He made it really difficult on us. He knew what I was trying to get done systematically, um, but we have answers and we have tool belts, things that we've worked on for years in Seattle that we carried here. Baker and the guys mastered it beautifully um, and picked up a lot of good information and made adjustments, you know, at the half. And I say that, but if Cage catches his seam route, right, they knocked that ball out. I should have went fast there to, to, so they couldn't review it. I didn't. Um, we make that catch. We had an incompletion. I thought there was a, an easy completion on the first play of the game. The second one, he was hot. But we're two completions away from just kind of getting a couple of drives started. Then he probably still gives us problems somewhere in there. But, um, you know, we missed, uh, we missed Cole on the seam for the touchdown there. You know, the throw was just a little bit high. So those three balls right there, we're telling a different story about that first. So that's where we just can't panic and, you know, I watch all the games. Some of them started really rough, just like ours. Some of the guys came out. You know, I watch the Seahawks game. They come out just firing on all cylinders, you know, and, um, and you just can't decide the game in the first quarter. So we just kind of stayed the course. What jumped out to you as far as why the, the ground game? Um, I mean, I know they stacked the box at times, but what jumped yeah. out to you as to maybe why the ground game wasn't more successful? Oh, see, so I think that's where we define it different. So for us, run efficiency is four yards or better. So we were, our goal is 50%. We were 52% efficiency in the run game. So I'm fired up about that. Um, I don't think we had any negative runs. We might have had maybe one. We had one negative run. So, and, and the goal is zero negative runs, you know, but like it's not uncommon in a zone scheme to have three or four. So I come out of it, we're sitting there as a staff saying, hey, 52% efficiency, guys. That means we blocked everything right. That means we got the running back started. And now's where the volume, the experience, Rashad, getting those runs, seeing where those second level voids are, Sean, Chase, you know, really being able to like make it happen after the first level. Um, so I was excited about it. And then just to be able to get into a four minute mode and run it, throw it a little bit, and then run it again at the end uh, to take over the time possession, I thought the run game was, was fine.
So he's obviously your first time calling plays in a regular <laughs> season. So what were some of the things that you really you know, thought were positive and then also kind of things that, like, well, i got to work on this, fine-tune this for next week? Yeah, oh, definitely um, positives were zero turnovers, right? From the time I got here, trying to sell it to the guys. What if I told you if we won the turnover ratio by the end of the season, we're going to be 72 to 75% win? What if I told you that? And there it is. You know, Vikings tried a little too hard at times offensively. They put the ball in peril. They gave it to us. We turned it into a couple points. We took care of it. We won the game. You know, and I know there was a lot that happened in between in the 60 minutes, but even for coaches out there at any level, you know, who are watching, you know, when you win the turnover ratio, it was 82% for us in Seattle. Um, and so it'll be something like that for us if we continue to take care of it. So that's the first thing. The effort was fantastic. And then the finish. So trying to sell to our guys, our calling card as Bucks offense is going to be finish. Finishing plays physically. Baker, we're not talking to you. <laughs> Everybody else finishes physically. You get out of bounds or, or slide. Uh, uh, yeah, that was good. He had, he had him by a couple pounds. But then, um, but you know, just for us, it's about finish. So if you look at the end of half, end of game, that's what we did. Um, and so I was really proud of that. There's so many unknowns about this offensive line because so many moving pieces uh, on that line. Just, you know, Haynes, he was yeah. the guy back in that original spot. But what did you see from that offensive line that I think a lot of people outside the organization were probably wondering how this offensive line was going to come together so quickly? I mean, it all starts with Hainsey, you know, and, and, you know, him just getting everybody targeted to the right spot. Like, this is, it's fantastic. You know, it's around Austin Blythe, guys like Max Unger, Justin Britt. Can't leave Ethan out either. But these guys are really smart dudes. And when you have a guy at the, in the center spot in the run and pass game, get them directed, then everybody can play with their best technique and their athletic ability. So that's what he did. And then we showed what we have is a bunch of athletic guys and then a massive left guard. And, you know, we had a 13 duo that went for about nine before somebody touched us, you know. And, um, and just watching them just really handle an elite pass rusher like Daniel Hunter, you know, and really with very little issues in the pass protection. Um, and then, of course, from a scheme standpoint, we just didn't drop back a ton and put them in peril. In their, you know, we put it in their strength in their wheelhouse, which is run those, run that ball, throw some play actions and quick rhythm passes. So, coach, on a scale of one to ten, in your mind, where's your offense at right now? Six, probably six, seven, something like that. Might catch two more balls, a huge day. You know, Baker hit a few more. We got a really fantastic day. You know, and then the the running backs will find their way to turn a couple of those efficient four yard runs into those. Big ones, you know, um, as the season wears on and as they as they feel it. So we're not there. We're miles away, but uh, the attitude's right. The personality's right. Hey, when you look at the Bears' defense, what kind of problems really concern you on tape? Uh, really, it's the effort. So you have to be conscious of the ball playing against uh, Coach Eberflus and his team. Um, it jumps out on film how hard they chase everything down. So as you're as the running backs are making decisions on the runs, they got to secure the ball. Receivers down the field, they got to secure the ball coming out because these guys are all converging, you know, and then they play so much visual zone. A lot of those compression tackles happen, so you usually have like two guys in a zone, you catch it in between, and then that sandwich block, uh, sandwich tackle happens. So we drill it a ton, but our guys just taking it to the game and securing is going to be important. You mentioned Rashad, and, and, you know, there hasn't been a lot of reps with the first team offense mm -hmm. line and all that. Maybe, maybe that's part of it, but what is it that? gives you confidence that he's going to get it? Or you know, will you use more 
uh, of a committee uh, approach going forward or just no I, I think it's gonna it's always kind of been a committee thing so whether it was Seattle or here or Dallas um, with with coach skip um, and so when I look at it it's kind of like he's gonna get his volume he'll be able to tell me how much I can give him the ball consecutively by his fitness level so that's not saying he's not working hard, but game fitness is totally different. I mean, you guys all know you go out and play pickleball and you haven't played in a couple of weeks and you're pretty sore, you know. So same thing. You get in a competitive mindset, you start moving around really twitchy, and it's a different kind of conditioning. So um, I'm excited about how he was pressing and how he finished, you know, and he'll, he'll become more decisive as he starts to see stuff. And this front, I'm usually going to take it here or there. You know, those things will happen um, as he grows. You can see the moxie and the bravado and the confidence, yeah. even from way high up in the press box. Yeah. Um, was that something that you felt like you needed to rebuild, considering the, the year he had this past year? And, and also, um, you know, what, what can a game and a win like that in the opposing stadium do for a, a player's confidence? Yeah, I mean, any win is huge for confidence. And obviously, throwing touchdowns is a big part of it. And that one before the half to Mike really kind of... <sighs> He settled in, you know, he was pretty stoved up to start. Um, and then he just, I think he's just so excited. And he's a fiery guy. And, you know, he was really fast with it. But then he settled in and finished masterfully, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's been, you know, for the first time he and I met when he came, you know, it's been a, it's it's like this uh, this second chance, this breath of fresh air. You know, let's, let's ride on that. You know, let's, um, this is going to be a great story. You know, those kind of conversations and, and just his self-awareness from, I didn't know him from before, just knew of him, but he just seems like he's in such a better place, you know, in his life. And then I think that part always flows into the football, not the other way around, or shouldn't at least. Getting back to something you said, um, yeah. when you were joking about Baker, we're not talking to you about physically finishing. You yeah. Say, how do you balance a guy that wants to do that, right? Because yeah. he's gritty, he's gonna do whatever he has to do. How do you balance that with this guy that's like super fiery, but I don't need you to go. I don't necessarily, I don't want yeah. you to give me a heart attack. Like, yeah, I just, so how do you find that balance? Yeah, just honestly tell him, like, rule number one, protect the quarterback. You're the quarterback. So just that reminder, right? Throw it away. He did a great job of that. He threw the ball away. Um, he got out of situations, saved us a couple sacks by scrambling a few times. Didn't try to overthink the pass or find the big one, you know? Um, so being efficient, first open guy. Second guy, move on, you know. And Coach Moore said it a different way historically, but I won't repeat that on air. Um, but that mentality, you know. You mentioned the decision to call the game from the sidelines yeah. after being up in the box. How was the communication? Uh, your coach is up, up there, and how did that work out? You, was the right decision you liked that there? Oh, yeah. I got so much help. So David Rye, first of all, is like an NFL veteran coach. He's been around for a long time, like me um, now at this point. And... Uh, Jordan Somerville uh, came to us from the University of Oregon, so he's just got eyes on kind of like, hey, don't forget about this play or that play. And Jeff Castle's feeding me information about down a distance, hash, uh, situational reminders. Um, and so I really have great help. Joe Gilbert gives me the personnel of the defense before it happens. So I'm kind of spoiled with having all those eyes up there. Also, there's not enough room for me up there, so I couldn't even go up there if I wanted to. But, um, but being on the sideline, really, really important. Who is Baker on game day? He's cool, you know. Who is Mike and Chris, and what's Rashad going to be like, and what's this O-line group? And, and so I, I really 
it's important to me to set the tone of the culture and the philosophy of our offense being down there so that as we face four out of five drives, three and out, I can just go, hey, guys, remember what we said? We don't know what they're going to do. We'll figure it out. And we'll have a plan. You know, we did that. And just being able to kind of breed that belief and then hopefully borrowing from my calm when we're out there. So. Speaking of the philosophy of the offense, it seemed last year a lot, a lot of people thought that Todd being a defensive coordinator and he can be a little bit conservative. Yeah. There were some aggressive calls in this. Yeah. The one, go for 57-yard field goal. Did that come from you? And then Todd said, okay? Or was Todd like, we're going to go for it? No, so Todd doesn't want a conservative offense. That's it's not why I was hired. So he wants to run the ball. That's not conservative in my mind, especially with the RPOs we have on there. And then, of course, you don't get your 25 to 30 plus carries unless you're ahead at the end of the game, usually. Unless you just can't do anything else. They make it really hard, and you just kind of have to just keep banging away and banging away and hope, hoping you kind of overtake them. But that's not what Todd wants. You know, he doesn't want me sitting back. He wants me to be aggressive based on what the defense is giving us um, in a smart way. And so I, hopefully we're, we're trying to attack it intelligently. But um, we, got the, we got Mike Evans and Chris, and, and Baker can throw it a mile. So there's, you know, it's not going to be small ball unless that's they're just we got to keep taking six or seven yards and just not covering it, you know. So hopefully that kind of clarifies coach's uh, mentality for, for the offense. Miss Couple Walker, were there any easy throws in your offense? You know, like Mike, they, they missed on one. Yeah. You know, there's a responsibility you feel like get these guys, get the big guys involved early? Or, you know. Yeah, and it's not, I don't feel a pressure to appease anybody. I want to win. Right. So just give the best players the ball. You know, that's you're playing basketball at the park. Pass it to him, you know. Um, and that's my mentality. You know, I, I, we never, I wasn't trained to try to, you know, yeah, it's just like they're leaving him one-on-one. -on -one. Well, they played us a bunch of cover, too. They were trying to keep us from just throwing it down the field to Mike. We still took a couple shots to him, you know, and, um, and we he could have had a really big day. I know he's pissed about it, you know. Um, but then when that happens, they play cover, too. The inside of the field is wide open, you know, and that's where the tight ends will come alive and, um, and the backs. Oh, what was your hit uh, Baker Mayfield winning the scepter, the angry run scepter? What what was that? Um, I wasn't even aware. Oh shoot! Oh, you're talking about on on Murphy at the end? Oh wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I just keep the ball in the outside hand, and then if the guy grabs your arm, pull it away quickly because the, the, those are could be some catastrophic situations right there. So worries me a little bit. Get out of bounds or or slide. Uh, just kind of looking back at, at your own assessment of how you called plays. Yeah. Um, what, what was there? What did you like about it? Uh, yeah. What were the things that you kind of wish you had back um, when you look back at the plays that you did call on Sunday? I think it took me too long to get to my cover two answers. Um, they threw that out there a few times, and then um, we got answers built into each plays, but we have plays specifically designed to attack something. And I was just like, you know, he just kind of kept showing cover zero, all out blitz. We had a great plan for that. So NFL defenses, watch the film. I wouldn't do it. And uh, but the cover two stuff, you know, it was like okay. And then Brad Idzik did a fantastic job. He's like, hey, it's two. And so then we just he kind of had to yell at me a little bit. And then you would get into the protections and clocks run down. Now they jump out of it. And yeah. And, and by the we ended up just stealing a couple first downs because they did that. Yeah. 
So he's just trying to take away the explosive element, which they did. Um, but yeah, get to my cover two beater sooner. Brad yelled at me. That was good. We're good like that. I live with him in the off season, so he's allowed to do that. You know, yell at my kids too. Um, but anyway, bat. Oh, I won't comment on that. Yeah, Rashad already got in trouble for that. So um, we don't know what their hand signals. They could change. They change them every week. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Hey, thank you.